up to this point, the Vikings legacy has been a bunch of close games. Are they for real? Are they not? But when we look back on this season historically, when we look back on it years and years and years from now, what happens on Sunday is going to influence what we think way more than any of that. So let's talk about it. Welcome to the Lockdown Vikings podcast. You like that? Three, one, two, three. You, like you are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the Locked On Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I am your host, your pal in the Katie Copied Off in Math class. My name is Luke Braun. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL. The show is on Twitter at Locked On Vikings. And thank you so much for making Locked On Vikings your first listen of the day. You can also find the show on Amazon Fire or Roku. Just download the Locked On Minnesota Sports app. And a thank you big time to the sponsor of today's episode, LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. Today is Friday, and that means we've got you, Betcha. That is the Grambling segment. We will actually do that first, and then we will do bold predictions, and then uh, talk a little bit about legacies, because that's what's important for this one. If you want a more broken down preview of this game. You can look at yesterday. I talked to Pat Trina of Locked On Giants, crossover Thursday. Um, that I think we went over it pretty well. I, there is also his own coverage article and some Patreon stuff you can watch as well. Patreon.com slash NFL. But for now, let's go to you, Betcha. Brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. That's where I got all of these lines. This is just a segment where I pick some grambles that I like. And you can take them or not. Uh, but these are ones that I like. We'll go over what we did last time, and I'm pretty sure I uh, only got one. I'm on a huge cold streak here. I uh, At least I got one. I'm, I'm uh, one for the last eight grambles here in the last eight weeks, so not doing great. Uh, but hey, that's how it goes, right? It ebbs and it flows. Um, I had KJ Osborne scoring a touchdown in this one. We did not get there. We got very close on that first corner route with uh, KJ Osborne if he just could turn on the burners a little bit faster, I thought he was he was going to bring that one home, but uh, did not get in the end zone. Uh, I had both teams scoring 19 and a half points. In hindsight, that was a very funny thing to do in a game where the starters weren't going to play and there was like Nathan Peterman, but I was just so down on the Vikings defense. Um, I had Cousins over 250 and a half, which I, I thought, I was like, there's a chance he gets there in the half just because the Bears are so bad. He got 225. <laughs> I'm not apologizing for that one. That got close enough before he got pulled. Uh, and then the one I did hit was that the first half would be the highest scoring half. Um, but let's move on to this wild card one. All right. Uh, we got some prop bets again at bet online. And the first one I'm going with, I, I'm just, you could take probably any Justin Jefferson over and feel okay about it. Um, I don't know. The, the Adoree Jackson thing, if he plays, that's great, but he's going to be playing hurt. He's going to, it sounds like he's pushing it. But that it's that's I don't know, just my read my tea leaves read on the situation is that he's pushing it. Um, I similar thing with like Bradbury, who, by the way, Bradbury, full participant in practice now, um, which is good. But I just get the sense that it's like if this weren't the playoffs, that maybe they wouldn't do it. Um, and that was the case for the last few weeks with both these guys. So 
even if he does play though, A, you can get away from him. And B, um, you know, you emotion, you can put him in the slot, a Dory Jackson won't follow. Um, but B, he's like dealing with an injury, right? He, uh, these guys are hurt and that's going to affect their ability to play. So, I take any JJ over. The best value I liked on uh bet online was over seven and a half catches was plus 100. So totally even money. Um, seven and a half seems pretty good. I, I think whether or not, you know, if the, if the giants do successfully scheme Justin Jefferson out, um, I don't think that they will. I think if they do what the Packers did, the Vikings have sort of displayed that they're going to punish that. So I, I think the giants are going to try to play it a little more straight up. And that means JJ gets his, but hopefully, you know, they're going to say, we'll let him get his, but hopefully we win the game and we shut everything else down. Um, but either way, I, I think that he will get forced his catches. I, I don't think JJ disappears in a playoff game. I, I just don't see it. Um, I also like, I, I just, I love taking touchdown props. It's just fun to me, even though they're just not good bets. <laughs> so I'm doing it. Hot TJ Hawkinson, uh, anytime touchdown plus two ten at bet online. Um, Adam Thielen was also plus one ninety. I didn't hate that. Decided to go with Hawkinson, but uh, it, you know Adam Thielen is very much a red zone weapon, and plus one ninety feels pretty good for him. I mean, both these guys are hovering around three to one odds, uh, and the way T.J. Hawkinson went off in the last game too. I don't know. I mean, they have Xavier McKinney now, uh, so maybe they'll like man up on him. But I'm taking that in the red zone, anyways. Um, I do think. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want all of these to always just be like Viking skill player over. So I did go with uh, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones over 40 and a half rushing yards. I, I, he will run. He will scramble. The Vikings have not been good at containing all year long. They they rush for they abandon their lanes. And I think at this point, it's it's a cost benefit thing that they do. Like, it doesn't seem like it's a mistake in discipline or something that they don't they that they weren't happy that they did. Like, yeah, no, beat the tackle however you beat him. And if the quarterback escapes, he escapes. But if you got to go outside to beat him and the quarterback, you know, runs through that inside gap, don't forsake a pressure just to stop that. And maybe they should change that, but they haven't this year, and I don't think they will. So 40 and a half yards for Danny Dimes, I mean, he can crush half that in one play, right? If he gets if he escapes on, on man coverage, which the Vikings will be playing man coverage. They have been better in man coverage from an EPA standpoint, from just a tape standpoint, the, the man coverage Vikings have been better than the zone coverage Vikings. And the critique is why didn't you flip that switch sooner? (laughs) I kind of think, um, I was looking into this a little bit today. I kind of think that, uh, it was Duke Shelley. (laughs) Like, I'm not kidding. Like Duke Shelley started taking a hundred percent of the snaps week, 15 i think it was in indy uh the 14th game or not in against indianapolis that's when the vikings changed it was right after their detroit debacle horrible defense right that was when the defense was under the most scrutiny and they decided all right we're gonna do cover one and we're gonna have duke shelley play it um and i wonder if that's when cameron dantzler was not available to play in that colts game but i wonder if they just decided anyways that that's that Duke Shelley was going to be the starter because he has been ever since, even though Dantzler has been dealing with an ankle injury also didn't practice again. Um, personal matter is what they are citing, but he's also listed with an ankle injury. So who knows if he would have practiced anyways. Um, and he's been benched. So it's the Duke Shelley show in man coverage. And they've done that for the last four games. And from an EPA perspective, if you extrapolated the EPA per play that they got from the last five games, 
which has been a top 10, they've been 10th in the league in EPA per play over the last, or four games, over the last four games since they made this man coverage switch. They've been the 10th best passing defense by EPA per play. Um, And I think like 13th best in overall EPA per play. Smallish sample, not great offenses and stuff. So grain of salt with all that, but it's certainly been better than the soft zone thing that has made them the second to last uh, defense in the league by total production. Little tangent there, uh, but all of that is to say they will be in man coverage, which is conducive to QB running. So, and they don't play contain, which is also con- conducive to QB running. And Danny Dimes likes to run. I'm hammering forty point five. Um, and then the other one is Daniel Hunter, who had two sacks in this last game, which was his season high. He gets a sack every other game ish. Um, he has a plus one twenty sack prop over half a sack. Plus 120. That means better than two than uh one-to-one odds, better than than even money. So um that feels great going up against Evan Neal, who also is limited in practice. So Evan Neal might be hobbled and he struggled with Daniel Hunter last time. Healthy. Um, I don't know. I can see that. Plus 120 seems like a really good deal to me. I mean, your betting on a sack is always gonna be a little bit of a crapshoot. Um, but that seems like a good deal to me. Let me know what you guys are betting on this one. Go to bet online, check the props out. Even if you're not actually going to gramble, go check it out. You can still just look at it. Uh, and it's pretty fun just to think about. Um, I want to get to bold predictions next. And then of course we'll talk about the legacy of the 2022 Minnesota Vikings. Um, but first it is the beginning of the year. And that means a lot of you are probably hiring people that you need for your expansions. If you're if you run a small business and, and you're trying to execute a year strat a year long strategy, you're probably doing a little bit of hiring this time of year. And that is where LinkedIn Jobs comes in. They go beyond resume data. They use insights from your job post, uh, your company, and 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of. If you're not using LinkedIn Jobs to hire, what are you doing? They will introduce you to to this huge volume of candidates, but also give you tools to narrow those candidates down so you don't just get overwhelmed with a stack of resumes. And that's part of what makes hiring so difficult. Um, Small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs will help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. It is also resolution season, and that means we're all trying to cut calories, cut fat, and all that stuff. But look, the sweet tooth monster uh, comes up, you know, it grips me somewhere around 11.30 p.m. every night, and that's what Bilt Bar is for. Bilt Bar is actually tasty, covered in 100% real chocolate. It's got flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond, but only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And if you are not into the order online and wait for it to be delivered thing, if you want it right now, you can go down to Walmart or Sam's Club. You can find it there. You can get a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puffs at your nearest Walmart, or you can go to Sam's Club and grab a 13 bar box with a bunch of hit flavors. Um, or if you prefer, you can still just go to built.com or whatever, have it delivered to your door. Once again, that is built.com. Thanks so much for making Locked On Vikings your first listen of the day. Check out Locked On NFL. Uh, I'm on it on Tuesdays with Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints. We have a great time on there, but they've got somebody every day doing Locked On NFL, talking about the the biggest stories, all the stuff on Wild Card Weekend. I am curious to see what they've been saying about the Vikings. I haven't been able to check it out this week, but hey, maybe you should check it out for me. Let me know. Um, let's get into some 
predictions. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, this is where I take your spiciest takes, and we'll see what uh, what what comes of it. And if you're right, we do a weird party. They're getting ever so weirder. <laughs> We've had we got real culty on the last one. Go check that out. Um, speaking of the last one, we did have some bold predictions for that Bears game. We'll go over them real quick. Squeaks said that Jefferson would hit 2K anyways. He needed 229 yards to do it. He got like 50-some, so no. Uh, Jordan Barrett said that Peterman would rush for the yardage Fields would have needed to beat the single-season record by a QB. Uh, Peter, did he rush at all? I think he got like four yards once. So, no, he did not get the requisite 63 yards he needed for that. Trill Swaggett said that in a cruel monkey paw curse twist that JJ, the two Jalens, Jalen and Jalen, Rager and Naylor, combined for over 26 receptions and 193 receiving yards, which is what Jefferson would have needed to hit those single season records. Um, nope, we didn't get there. <laughs> Naylor did have a good game. Rager did not. And I honestly think while we're here, I think Naylor can usurp Rager as wide receiver four now. I think we can say that. And if, you know, somebody in the principal three receivers goes down, I would rather put Naylor in than Rager at this point and just leave Rager as the punt returner. That is why you traded for him. Uh, Joshua Brook says that Josh Rosen would be the only quarterback to score a touchdown. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I loved that. I, that. I adore that pick. That's fantastic. Uh, dried up Mon Pond that said Patrick Jones and Harrison Phillips would get exactly three sacks. Those two guys were former teammates of uh, DeMar Hamlin at in college at Pitt and at the Bills, respectively, and that no other Viking would get a sack. I believe Patrick Jones got credited with a sack that was a cleanup sack from a Daniil Hunter disruption, uh, if I remember, but nothing from Harrison Phillips sack-wise. Uh, so we did not get there. I loved it, though. And David Shiler said that the Vikings would score four touchdowns, but only one of them would come from the offense. Um, <laughs> no, got a bunch of Alexander Madison touchdowns. Could have said Madison two TDs would have been a, a very fun one. I mean, not nearly creative enough for me to say it on this, but it would have been a sick parlay to hit. Let's move on to the wild card bold predictions. Sterling Moore says that this will be the first postseason game to enter the to end the initial overtime tied. I love it. So in the playoffs, you just go to double OT. You just go to as many OTs as you need in the playoffs. Um, also. Uh, rules are different in overtime rules are different in the playoffs. If this does go to overtime, uh, both teams are guaranteed a possession. That is, that was a huge deal after the, uh, bills chiefs game last year in particular, where it went to overtime, but Josh Allen never got to possess the ball. Um, if you are a, an offensively oriented team, you just have an advantage over a defensively or oriented team, um, in that way. So yeah, that always felt like a common sense thing. I really like it. And I believe depending, I think actually analytics people are kind of split on whether or not that's closer to 50, 50, because now the team that goes second has an advantage of knowing what they need. Um, if the other team got a field goal, you know, you just need a field goal. If they didn't score, you know, you just, you know, you, you can basically go down and get a field goal and win. And if they got a touchdown, you know, you can't, can't like, yeah, kind of like being at the end of the game. So you want to be the second team in overtime now. Um, so just be aware of that. Dirk Zoolander says that this will be known as the Jalen Rager game. 100 yards and a touchdown on two catches. I love that. Like, let's just get one big, long Jalen Rager 85-yard score, 
and then he gets like one random other catch. Like I love that this is the Rager game, and you said he gets two catches for a hundred yards. Like it's the like kind of like the Randy Moss Thanksgiving game where he got three catches for a buck ninety three, three touchdowns, and a two point conversion. And then everybody was like, "It's like the legacy game of legacy games, and it's three plays." I I love that kind of thing. It's kind of how wide receiver goes, right? Like you're not going to be remembered for the other forty seven plays in the game. You're going to be remembered for the ones that broke it. Um. Christopher Miller says that Daniel Jones's only touchdown pass is pulling a Brad Johnson. I assume you mean by this a pass to himself, uh, batted down, caught, and I think Darnold actually scored on one of those this year. Um, batted down, caught, and then scrambled in for a touchdown. Uh, Brad Johnson did that, I want to say, in 2005. But check me on that. Um, that would be very funny. Uh, also, I'll take that result because that means Daniel, there were no other passing touchdowns in the game. Probably means the Vikings are doing pretty good. Uh, Adam Kleinsaucer says that two different people will throw a touchdown. However, Daniel Jones will not be one of them. Um, so that would be, well, no, Daniel Jones would get a passing touchdown if the other one hit. So they can't both hit. Uh, but I love the idea that you're going to have some trick play trickery here. I, I should mention um, in the Wednesday practice, I think it was, uh, Sam Ekstrom took a, by the way, postcasts after the game. Um, Sam Ekstrom took some video of Rager and Justin Jefferson throwing a ball around and was like, oh, they're warming up their arms. And people got really mad about like getting rid of the secret. Okay. Or like tipping off the secret. If the Vikings wanted that to be a secret, they would not do it when the media was present. Media is only allowed in there for a certain portion of practice, and then they can practice all the secret stuff when the media isn't there. Also, the Vikings were doing kickoff drills. Um, and usually that's when the wide receivers don't really have anything to do. So they just goof off. So I think they were just goofing off. Uh, but if I'm wrong, then that was just me dis mis misdirecting the giants in case they're listening to this. Um, <laughs> that said, I love the, uh, the ch I, I think that this has a better chance than normal to hit because I could definitely see O'Connell busting out some kind of weird stop. Similarly, focus fuller says that Dan Dalvin Tomlinson will touch the ball on an offensive touchdown. Um, so I need him to catch it. I need him to throw it. I need him to rush it. Um, we talked about this a little bit. It, it, he, he's wanted to say just a snap in the red zone for Dalvin Tomlinson. We can't have that. We got to have a, a score that Dalvin Tomlinson is involved in as more than just a lead blocker. Uh, but again, I'm not ruling anything out. And then finally, 1991 Ford Tempo Enthusiast says that in the recent, in recent Vikings-Giants game, Jefferson and Hawkinson combined for 25 catches, 242 yards, and three touchdowns on 32 targets. This time, Osborne, Thielen, and Irv combined combined will tie or exceed all of those figures. Um, so that means they have to get like 11 targets each, a touchdown each, like 80 yards each, and like eight or nine catches each, uh, or at least average out to that. So they would have to have some pretty insane games. That would be like the wildest Irv Smith game ever. I would be so happy <laughs> that cashed if something like that happened. But hey, Osborne's put up a couple of hundred yarders this year, so it's always in the cards. Um, look, usually that would be kind of it, but I do want to talk about, uh, just the way the playoffs affect the way that this season will be remembered and where we, our brains are at now and how it's going to be different. Um, just bear with me on that. But first you can bet on all of these outcomes and more. You can just go get some 
you could just go touchdown parlay. Uh, Irv Smith, Osborne, and Thielen, you can hit a bold prediction yourself at betonline.net. And, of course, get all of those lines that we talked about earlier. Um, you can find prop bets like that. You can bet right in the middle of games. You can do what I did. I teased all six games. Um, a teaser is like a parlay, but you give each team uh, like a, an extra touchdown, and it makes it a little easier to hit, but your odds go down quite a bit. Um, so I did a six-team teaser because I thought that would just be a fun way to do it. Uh, so you could do something like that, or you could just bet on basketball and hockey if you don't feel like rambling on football wild card weekend, which phew, that'd be crazy. But do whatever you want and bet online where the game starts. A final word here before the game. This is the last time we get to talk. Um, and by the next time we talk, you and I, the Vikings will either be on their way to the divisional round or the season will be over. Either way, we'll probably have some pretty strong emotions about that. Um, so this is kind of the last time we get to talk before we have that context, before we have hindsight going into this game. So I feel like it's important to talk now about the way that this season will be remembered. As football fans, we are prisoners of the moment quite a lot. And if you think about, okay, what is the story of the Vikings season in 2022? And if you were forced to answer that question right now, you'd probably say something about frauds, right? Are they frauds or not? Or are they real and one-score games? Uh, maybe you'd say something about, hey, this is when Kevin O'Connell really got that like kumbaya culture, and, and you would talk about the camaraderie. That's a lot of the media is going that way, and it's what a lot of the players are saying. Hey, we play together, and that's why we have an advantage, because... You know, when the going gets tough, we've got each other's backs. And that is, you know, they, they credit that. Like a lot of the fourth quarter comebacks, they credit to that. They said, you know, the, the moment was big and we all had each other and we played together and we executed well and that's why we were able to come back. You could say any number of, of those things. But here's the deal. If the Vikings lose this game, this will go down as the fraud season. It will go down like the 2010 Falcons. You remember that team? They went 13-3, and three, number one seed, get killed by the Packers. Uh, in the divisional round and game wasn't even close or the Steelers from a couple years ago start 11 and 0 but everybody kind of deemed both of those teams as frauds for the same reason they kind of said well these, this is a one score game kind of team um, and they the the Browns get into the playoffs and they get dusted or the Steelers get into the playoffs and they get dusted by the Browns the only way to not be remembered that way is to win this game. And in for some people, it's probably to win this game comfortably. Uh, but I say, if you go in and you win a playoff game, even if it's a one-score playoff game, then I think you've proven something. If the Vikings can win a game, go into San Francisco, or maybe host the winner of, of Tampa and Dallas if, if Seattle pulls off the upset, right? Anything can happen. Um, then this might not be remembered as the fraud season. This might not be remembered as the fraud season anyways. This could be remembered depending on how this game goes down. Um, you know, you think about 2015, the Vikings. What do you remember from that season? That's the one where Blair, Blair Walsh missed the kick. Nothing that happened that whole season uh, compares, right? Nothing that happened is that that wasn't the season that, you know, Adrian Peterson came back because that was he was on the exempt list and then he came back and that was sort of the story of the season that it was another Adrian Peterson renaissance uh, going up to it. It wasn't the season that Teddy Bridgewater looked like our quarterback or any. No, it was a season where Blair Walsh missed. Um, that's the way the playoffs are. They are kingmakers. Um, th this is where the forgettable and the unforgettable separate. And as fans, that's what you and I are. All we have to do is sit back and enjoy that. But as 
people in the Vikings, and I know that there are people in the Vikings building that are watching this, so it's a little bit for you. This is your chance to show them how wrong they are. Um, if you believe it, and I know that they do, that all this talk about how they're not real, how they're frauds, I mean, the according to Action Network, the Giants' money line is one of the most bet things in the whole wildcard weekend. Everybody thinks the Giants are going to pull off the upset, which is kind of funny because all of the things that make you think the Vikings are fraud, the Giants have those problems, but worse. Um, but people don't want to believe in the Vikings, and maybe that's a small market thing. Maybe it's a Kirk Cousins thing. Maybe that's just a, hey, you know, they were one-score wins. We thought they'd be a seven-win team, and they got lucky a little bit. So, blah. I mean, you heard the crossover with Peter Bukowski, you heard all those arguments, whatever it is, go beat the crap out of the giants and nobody cares anymore. That's how Kings are made. That's how legacies are made. They're made in the postseason and not in the regular season. So this is the chance. And if they do fall flat on their face, they got to pick themselves up and get back in it next year. See if they can't get back to this point. Um, but the, the vibe is a lot more experienced than that you know pat trainer asked me yesterday like hey you know they haven't been to the playoffs in three years what how, how are they dealing with it it's a lot of people's first time and yeah there's a lot of young players jefferson's never been in the playoffs and stuff but you got jordan hicks who went to the super bowl uh and won it with the eagles in in 2017 you have patrick peterson's been in the playoffs quite a bit over his time with all those cardinals teams um you know you have guys that were here in 2019 kirk cousins thielen um, all of those guys, Bradbury was here. So they've got a lot more playoff experience than you'd think. Um, you know, Chandon Sullivan was on those Packers teams. Darius Smith was on those Packers teams and they have taken a very hard line that this is a game, you know, the intensity is going to be different. This is a big moment and we understand that and we're motivated by that, but to, to not overthink and change the way that they prepare. Um, so I don't think that they really need to hear about how how to be in the playoffs. But as somebody is a little more steeped in media than players allow themselves to be, and probably for good reason, just know that nobody thinks anything of the Vikings going into this. And if they lose, they'll be right forever. And if the Vikings can go win and stick it to the Giants, then that narrative will be gone. It will die, and now is your chance to kill it. So good luck. I hope everybody enjoys the game. Um, have fun. It's supposed to be fun. It's an entertainment product. And win or lose, we'll be back on Monday. Uh, be back with the Minnesota Football Party, back on Lockdown NFL, and on patreon.com slash NFL. So everybody enjoy. Good luck. And as always, skull.